0: Accountability is one of those ideas that I feel like got run through the ringer back in the '90s and in the early 2000s when it was just all about accountability culture and accountability groups, and it kind of lost its. I feel like all the power that it could that could still have. We have to be really intentional about believing in what a, the importance of yeah, accountability think, and knowing what it is.
1: Right. I think we need to reopen that door and understand what it is, what it's not, because um, I think there's some things that kind of went along with the whole accountability era. That weren't always truthful or weren't really gospel-centered or rooted in in the Bible, you know? And
0: the implementation of it can be uh, kind of misguided in the sense that you're just asking questions about behavior not actually getting to the beliefs Mm -hmm. below it. Mm -hmm. So of course, here we are. We're talking about that today. It's (laughs) going to be a fun conversation. Thanks for joining us. See you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities,
1: purpose, and
0: everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage.
0: Speaking of accountability, <laughs> how are you doing? What's going on and how's your
1: heart? How's my heart? It's doing all right. I was pretty sick yesterday. Yeah. Um, still got a bit of a sore throat today, but uh overall i'm and a little tired a little tired i couldn't i just it was one of those sicknesses that just knocked you out for the whole day and it was very frustrating
0: <laughs> so i'm up in the office working It's hard to
1: be a mom and yeah do any a semblance of school or just get off the couch <laughs> uh, i've had
0: those days and you texted me you're like can you just get some order some pho <laughs>
1: <laughs> pho is magical it is
0: magical the
1: broth is so good and
0: you felt bad but i do not mind uh, coming through in, yeah, the, in your time you of so, need. You
1: were so great. And I felt so just like miserable and like a failure <laughs> at life and everything in general. Cause I couldn't do yeah, anything. I was, I, I had no energy. I felt nauseous. I felt like all the aches, everything. I talk like... about
0: a huge husband fail <laughs> because I was like, I was working and I was like, okay, I gotta go to the gym. It was like two o'clock. <laughs> and
1: i come out just crying i'm like i feel like such a failure god
0: doesn't want us to write this book because we're trying to write our this book Yeah. every
1: time i sit down to write it's like something happens i get sick i was like i don't have time and for you're sickness. crying i'm
0: like it'll be okay
1: <laughs> and i just and you left keep going on with your
0: packing so of your gym bag it's okay and i came home and you're like you just left me
1: <laughs> that was probably too emotional i was really tired and really sick so I'm i was and i was
0: too uh, insensitive i was a heat-sinking missile <laughs> you weren't the heat at that moment (laughs) so So how are you
1: speaking of accountability
0: i'm doing great we had a good um gathering last night with the guys from our community group at Mm. church and we talked about all the good things all the important things and yeah i just really feel loved by them and felt uh, like god was there with us and um yeah had some good food and some good fellowship can't go wrong nice. there.
1: can't go wrong there. Food
0: and fellowship. It's...
1: I like that we're trying to model accountability and what it really is, right? <laughs> Why? Because you're like, speaking of accountability, how are you?
0: And that's... <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: hey oh. <laughs> so we're trying to model what, what it is, not really thinking about that, but um, yeah. I think it's a, a good, you know, check-in, it's a good way to check-in, yeah, but we'll it's more that. than that, yeah.
0: We'll get into that for sure. So
1: yeah, we're going to talk about what it is, what it's not, and how accountability is a part of um, how we disciple each other. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about, uh, what that looks like tangibly again and how to, we have a bunch of awesome questions to go through yeah. uh, to begin that journey.
0: Yeah. Before <laughs> we go there, uh, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's how you can partner with us. If you're passionate about, uh, the cause of making God's word, uh, prevalent and known and important in marriages around the world. And we would love to have your partnership. Thank you so much to all of you who have already partnered Mm -hmm. with us. I I, I might start saying names. I don't know. I don't know if they want us to do that.
1: I don't know. But there's a whole
0: bunch of people that are basically making this podcast happen without advertisements. Um, We're actually like if we look at our downloads, the number of downloads and the the number of episodes that we do, we could probably make a little bit more money doing advertising. But how much worse would that be? So we're almost to that point where Patreon is, is tipping the scale. So please, if you if you feel compelled to partner with us, if you do it at a $5 or or more level per month, that was articulate, then you get free books. So um, anyway, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. We appreciate all of you who have already jumped in I there. I will
1: argue that yeah. I have listened to some podcasts that I do appreciate some of the ads because they're intentional about what ads they bring. So,
0: okay, thanks for just derailing the whole
1: thing. <laughs> but not on this one. I love usurper, that there's no, there's, scorpion sorry. woman. Just there's only some, not a lot. There's probably like two.
0: <laughs> okay, well, still thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly. Thanks for all of you who have rated and reviewed. It's so encouraging to us. It's the the currency of the podcasting world. So if you have two seconds, please do hit a star rating in iTunes or your app of choice. If if you feel compelled to write a sentence or two, that's awesome as well. (laughs) (laughs) You are sprightly today.
1: Yeah. All right. Only for like the next 40 minutes. Then I'm going to be like uh, energy gone. And then lunch has to come. Yeah. Uh,
0: And then finally, if you have any questions... You can call or text this number 971-333-1120. Certainly don't do that in the car. Ladies and gentlemen, be wise, all right? 971-333-1120 or you can go to fiercemarriage.com/podcast and leave a question there. I do want to say this, we had a really good interview that that aired last Thursday. Uh, so we every other week we do an interview on a Thursday and we do our normal stuff every Tuesday. So mm-hmm. we kind of so there's about 6 episodes that release in a given month. But last Thursday, so if you haven't heard it yet, go back. It's Doctor uh, Doctor Josh and Christy Straub. They're mm. amazing people. That's we talked great. about emotional safety.
1: They're counselors, like yes. certified counselors. He's a doctor, yeah, yes. and she and she's a counselor. And they're believers, multiple. and they are just awesome people.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we talked about creating an emotionally safe marriage yes. and what that means and how to be emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent. And honestly, they blew our minds because you know they use actual like clinical terms that is like backed by research and also yes. scripture is like bears so much truth on this stuff mm-hmm. stuff that's already true is just being reinforced by scripture so anyway go back and check that out and the whole reason we're able to do interviews you guys is because of the whole patreon thing mm-hmm. i do want to emphasize that, that <clears throat> we weren't able to do that before because it takes a lot of time and energy and effort yeah just to
1: coordinate schedules
0: coordinate and to equipment and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and we actually i think that was our fifth interview we're going for 20 interviews this year so we're wow. on pace we're on pace to That's do 20 interviews awesome. and we have jackie hill perry coming up and her husband preston, preston jefferson and Alyssa bethke adam griffin he's a pastor he was a pastor at the village church in dallas matt chandler all those guys um, but now he's a church planter out of out of that out of church, village church yeah. and um he, we're going to talk about um we actually have not interviewed. we we're, we're talking to him talking to him about abortion and contraceptives. Awesome. So and how did, those play play into each other?
1: We did interview the Roloffs. Yes. And that was really great. Yes,
0: I think that'll be the next one that goes. Yeah, live. their book's
1: about to drop in the next week or so.
0: Yeah, we're going to interview <laughs> the, the Elliots, which you don't know who the Elliots are, listeners, but they're incredible. Their story is unbelievable. He is. A, I'm not going to get into it, but unbelievable. And he's an author, mm-hmm. and he's been a longtime friend of ours. Anyway, you've known Brooke for many years. Yeah. So, anyway, that's coming up. Patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There it is. There it Selena, is. Selena usurped me. So, I had I to did come not back around. Usurp you. I had to come back around and atone for your sins.
1: <laughs> okay. You're not Jesus.
0: <laughs> I didn't say that. But sometimes, you know, sometimes there's a blood atonement that has to happen. Uh, anyway, sorry. Oh, sorry man. for all that. You're fine. Okay. So, we're talking about accountability in a marriage. And, like, like we said in the opener, accountability is one of those things where. You can kind of roll your eyes and be like, "Oh, brother, right? Yeah, great." He's going to ask me if I looked at porn. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like it's still promise it's keepers thing. So much thing.
1: more than that. <laughs> like, promise
0: keepers was the kind of I think one of the main perpetuators of that initial version of account. And right. it's and good. And not to discredit. It, at the time, it yes. was so relevant yes. and so good. But as we do with most things in culture, we get familiar with it. We start to kind of twist it and, and pervert it, not intentionally, but it turns into kind of a. Um, I'm going to use this term. Hopefully, it doesn't offend anyone. But it's a bastardization of it, oh boy. and that's what that means. Is it's just kind of a it's an illegitimate version of what accountability should be. And mm. again, not to say anything against those early you know people who were teaching it, because I think the the principle is still just right. and was powerful. But accountability is not just. I want to be c- clear about this. It's not just. Hey, did you look at did you look at naughty pictures this week? Mm-hmm. Right. As a, hu- or a husband or a wife asking that of their husband or wife. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not just, hey, have how have you sinned? That's not.
1: Right. Right. That's it's part m- of it. Right. But- it's much more of a, a discipleship um, attitude versus like the spiritual policing that we want to like take on sometimes with each other. Because just I mean, if you just go to the root of each of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Discipleship has such a different. Um, attitude and heart perspective that that is approaching and coming at it, whereas like if we're spiritually policing each other, it doesn't really feel like we're um, we care about each other. It just feels like we're trying to enforce the law. <laughs> like you know, yeah. we're not we don't actually know or care about what's happening. We just want to make sure it's happening, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so you said discipleship, and the reason why we talk about discipleship, especially in the context of marriage, is because. Mm-hmm we see marriage as the place where your first discipleship opportunity lies, mm-hmm. right? You're discipling each other before you're discipling anyone else mm-hmm. and, that, and you're sharpening and sanctifying each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's different applications of the word discipleship. And so I don't want to, uh, you know, there's definitely like discipleship within the church or discipleship between you and other couples, but really this idea of being a refining force in each other's life for the glory of God and for your good. It starts based on the great commission go forth make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, son and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's a church mandate, church-wide mandate. And then within the th- within that big mandate, we have the mission of couples, which is go forth, fill the earth, multiply, you know, multiply, fill the earth subdue it. Mm-hmm. That whole um, Genesis 3, Genesis 2, mm-hmm. Genesis 2 mandate f- is is within that larger context. So, we're that if you want to hear more on that just go back to i think it's the the it's marriage on mission it's mm-hmm. about 5 weeks back or 5 episodes back mm-hmm. or so listen to that we get into much more detail but, but we're really looking into a specific way or a specific aspect of discipleship which is right. accountability right um and and how that addresses the heart issues so that's that's what it is
1: right right and accountability really if done with grace can be a, a way that we really love each other deeply um, if we go, go to scripture in first Corinthians 13, one through eight, I know it's eight verses. Lord have mercy oh, that we no. read, <laughs> um, but <laughs> consider this your spiritual, re- your scripture reading for today. Mm-hmm. i no, just kidding. You need to have your you devotions. You need to get, get your devotions. How um, would you,
0: again, with the usurping, I'm sorry. leading astray.
1: <laughs> I was very sick yesterday. My <laughs> mind is not clear. Um, but I think we see in these verses, which I'll read, we see this like one without the other, right? We see this policing verses. Um, actual care and discipleship and love, right? There's this whole, I'll just read the verses. Verse one, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. So if we just look at... The first part, the first, um, is it the three verses where if we give all everything away, if we do all the right things, but don't have love, then we are, we're lacking. Like we aren't, we're a a clanging symbol. Uh We are, (laughs) we're nothing. We gain nothing if we don't have love. And so what love is, and we talk about this in marriage and how it's very different than the world defines it, how it is patient and kind and it doesn't envy. Uh It's not arrogant. And it's not rude, and I think of, I think of instances when we're trying to have a moment of owning our sin, right? This accountability of, of being transparent, not owning just owning our
0: sin, but owning our our the our,
1: motivations and our heart.
0: Yeah, our heart's propensity to turn from Jesus, right? And to, yeah,
1: and in those in that instance, are we? Are we being rude or arrogant to our spouse? Are we insisting on our own way? Are we becoming irritable or resentful to them? Yeah. You know, the love is really calling us out on how we can um, not just be accountable to each other, but really disciple <laughs> okay. one another. Sorry, what? I want
0: to be tangible here because uh, one of the We get big...
1: to tangibility.
0: Well, I, okay, well, I'm interrupting you then because okay. <laughs> I feel like one of the more tangible places where we can feel these rough edges or this clanging symbol is mm-hmm. around. A lot of couples around your phone usage, right? We talked about this beforehand. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, I feel like I can't call you out on your phone usage because you get defensive and it's, and well, and, I, and I'm like, well, it feels like you're just <laughs> clanging a cymbal. You're just, you're just Here mad because I'm defense. not paying attention to you as Here opposed to uh, how's your heart doing. And so.
1: When really, that's what I'm trying to ask.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I really am. I'm just I really kidding. am.
1: But I don't know how to. I start at the surface yeah. because I don't want to just go in like for the kill because I feel like you'll just be a pile of mush afterwards if i do that
0: (laughs) so this idea of love being to me it's this picture of you you have skin in the game right yeah if you know that i love you and i have a a desire to see your flourishing for your good and for the good of our family but most of all for god's glory Mm -hmm. you're gonna feel loved in how i talk to you if if that if i if i am communicating all this stuff in truth with the love. Uh, I, we talked about this before. I, I remember being a pallbearer mm-hmm. at your grandma's funeral mm-hmm. and how I was one of, I think, six or eight guys that were carrying her casket. Mm-hmm. It was very heavy, um, but with six six or eight guys, it wasn't as heavy. But if anyone wasn't pulling, bearing their weight, mm-hmm. wasn't bearing with me. Then I would feel the extra weight, and so like love bears with one a ch- with one another, right? Mm-hmm. Bearing with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a I think there's a verse uh, in James or something I can't remember where they're bearing with one another when they talk about confessing sins mm-hmm. and uh, you know actually like having skin in the game. And there's mm-hmm. love there, and so when there's a re- we'll get into all this, mm-hmm. but when there's an account true accountability where there's a rebuke or something like that. You have to bear it with each other. Right. And you have you're not just pointing it out. Ha See, it's like an internet right. comment. Right. It's like <laughs> in life, in real life, version yes. of an internet comment where right. it's like I don't actually care what you have to think or say. I don't, I don't care really about care you in
1: person. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm going to move. And that's not a form, a that's not accountability.
1: Selfish, right. It's a very selfish stance that you're taking. And that's
0: why accountability is embedded in the greater idea of discipleship.
1: Right.
0: So we haven't talked about this yet, but discipleship is basically three things. And I'm getting all the stuff we're talking about discipleship comes from a good friend of mine named Josh. He's He works for a nonprofit called Reality Sports. Their whole mission is to basically disciple using using the, the avenue of sport to disciple high school and college. I think just high school, maybe college. High, yeah. Um, but it's all about discipleship. And mm-hmm. so I met with Josh. I'm like, what does discipleship look like? And how can we be good disciplers of others and create more disciplers? Mm-hmm. And he said, discipleship is basically three things. That it's rigid flexibility is what it said. And you have... Uh, learning and teaching and learning three things. It's scripture reading, prayer, and accountability. And those are the rigid things. And then how those work themselves out within an individual discipleship relationship. That's where the flexibility comes in. What what are you reading and how are you reading scripture? Mm. What are you praying and how are you praying together? I mean, how often do you meet? How often do you, uh, ask these accountability questions, which we'll get into, which are actual, actually helpful Mm -hmm. accountability questions, um, and so it's in the larger context of a discipleship relationship. Well, if you have that discipleship relationship, you're going to have love in mm-hmm. that situation.
1: Well, and I think love really leads us in in our marital covenant. Like when I know that I'm loved by you and I can I can be assured of that, it leads me into like repentance. It leads me into acknowledging sin. It leads me like, it's not, it was Jesus on the cross, that act of sacrifice and love that leads us to him. It's not his, it's not the laws, right? We talked about this on Sunday, Rob did, um, about how the law like is like a mirror and it shows us our sin. Um, but the spirit is what really like turns us from our sin. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the law is there to show us, but it's not the thing that's going to change us necessarily. Mm.
0: That's good. And that's why, uh, that, that context of love, especially Mm -hmm. within a marriage, because you know, I'm thinking, of, I'm just thinking of all the marriages where it's asymmetrical in terms mm. of faith mm-hmm. and you have somebody who really wants to grow and the other person's apathetic mm. or the other person's, you know, um, openly sinning.
1: Right, right. And
0: they're like, "How? just quit judging me. Don't right. quit, <laughs> quit caring about what my heart right. basically. Right. And so there's obviously there's a lot of nuance and caveats to be had in there. And so you have to apply it to your own scenario for what this might mean. But I think in general, accountability in marriage is, is keeping each other on on the path toward like basically keeping each other repenting and believing. Mm. Like we, that's the cycle of the Christian life, like mm. repent and believe, repent and believe. Right, it's helping each every, other to do that. Every time I have an anxiety or a worry that is yeah. based on my p- power and not on God's and not on trusting God, mm. that's an instance where I need to repent and believe. I need to right. repent of that disbelief. It's, it's in Mark, right? <coughs> Mark chapter 1 verse mm-hmm. 15. Yeah, says, Jesus was
1: saying, this was right before he started his ministry.
0: Yeah, he said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Right, that's basically that, That that's the story of our lives. Right. And so that's that's what we mean by accountability. And so asking these questions. So yeah, there might be an instance where it's like, okay, we're dealing with this, like maybe a sexual addiction. Right. Again, we're going back to pornography. If, if as a spouse, we need to hold each other accountable to that. Mm-hmm what does that look like to repent and believe in those cases and how can that might have a season of accountability, but the larger accountability is always where's your heart Mm -hmm. with this stuff. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think, um, you know, accountability sort of implies that there's, there's more than one person or one party involved, right? You can't just be accountable to yourself. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. (laughs) So like when we look at part of being accountable to each other is, is being fully known, not isolated. We're not alone. But again it's part of discipleship it's part of this um community or in in, in the case of marriage it's it's in our covenant with each other um, that we we're not called to be alone our very existence is called to be together in our covenant you know in Genesis mm-hmm. um, 2 18 it says then the Lord God said it is not good for the man uh that the man excuse me it is not good that the man should be alone I will make him a helper fit for him yeah and why didn't god want adam to be alone because it wasn't good he needed a helper and god himself is not alone he's three in one his very nature yes. is is not alone three persons in one yes, god yes three yeah. persons in one god so yeah. what what would make us think that we should and can navigate you know sin and struggle um on our own, you know, our, again, our very existence is, is for us to be together, to help each other, mm. to be I, each other's fit helpers and rest in that assurance that God brought us together.
0: I mean, I don't think everybody has to have a, a husband or a wife. I think there, you no, can be no. single. And I'm still just talking in the context with, in of this, marriage. But, but I mean, even in this case, I mean, it was not good for man, to, that man should right. be alone. Right. I think you can, there's other applications right. of you know, yes, marriage is not a single, mandate of... Yeah, yeah. If you are single, then there are other ways to have other helpers Absolutely. that aren't necessarily a marriage helper. Absolutely. But yeah, so this this idea of discipleship and accountability is woven into us as people. Yes. We're not... We, we cannot grow and be all that it's not good it's not good for us to be alone right it therefore it is bad
1: right well and if it comes from the mouth of god it's like what else is there yeah i mean if
0: and you could ask god why is it not good he's like well because i said it's not good (laughs) he's god
1: he said it's not good enough
0: (laughs) yeah i i want to look to if what is it colossians 3 Mm -hmm. and i love this part because it's talking about um so I've been studying Colossians a lot, by the way, if you're, if you're wondering about like the preeminence of Christ and like the doctrine of the union with Christ, it's all really good stuff and it's profound. But and namely in the, in chapter three, it's talking about, um, this idea of, um, I guess bearing with one, that's what I said earlier, mm-hmm. bearing with one another said, so put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Okay. So you're, that's, that's talking to the union in, about union in Christ being, in Christ Mm -hmm. and that you are holy and beloved in the same way that Christ is holy and beloved. That's huge. So as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, put on. So he's saying, put on then these things, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Here it is bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as Mm -hmm. the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. How many want perfect harmony in their marriage? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And let the peace of Christ rule. Okay. These words are so powerful, but he could have said like, let the peace of Christ be in your heart. Yeah. It's like, let the peace of Christ rule in your Mm, hearts. I mean, let it govern. Yeah. Let it be the thing that drives you forward in love as you deal with all these different things um, as an issue. Now this passage is actually sandwiched. It's in a, it's it's right before the rules for Christian households, which talks about whatever you do, whether word or deed and everything in the name of the Lord, Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then talking about submitting to each other or wives submitting to husbands, husbands loving your wives, don't be harsh with them. So it's all leading up to this. Yeah. Like living out of your identity in Christ with meekness and love and bearing with one another mm. and forgiving each other. So. Yeah, good.
1: And I I want to back up a little bit when it says to forgive each other as, as Christ as God forgave you because forgiving each other does not mean that you are just going back to the way things were. You yeah. know, de- depending on um the sin. You know, we offer forgiveness, but then there's there's this new path I think that is is taken, mm, yep. right? Because there's there's healing that's needing to happen or happening. And then there's going to be this new reality that you're stepping into because you have repented and you've forgiven each other. So no longer are we... When we forgive, we're laying down that right to, to hold and lord over our spouse the wrong that they did.
0: That's very true. I will say this. There should be there should be behavior change that accompanies the heart change. Mm, mm-hmm. So so many times we have uh, kind of a faux authenticity. A lot of times around community groups and Christian circles, you'll say just enough to kind of be transparent, but not fully transparent, not fully known. I'm
1: really good at that. Right.
0: You'd be like, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> just it was, admitting Just a little this. hard, but not, <laughs> But like not getting into why it was hard or yeah. what actually, like the ugliness of it, because we're ashamed. Right. right? And so, but, but then we, there's the other side of that, which is like you're transparent, and it's like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. <laughs> and by the way, I'm not changing. Right. Right. I'm sorry for this sin. I'm sorry for this, this apathy toward God. I'm yeah. sorry for um, going and looking por- at pornography, whatever that accountability thing is. M- mainly it's apathy toward God. Yeah. James says, faith without works is dead. And that's not a salvation thing. It's a, it's an, if then, if this, then that, like if you're saved, there should be fruit on that tree. Right. If there's not fruit on the tree, then let's look at the root.
1: Right.
0: And if, and so that's why I want to say, yes, there's forgiveness in the sense that I can't hold this against you. But if you are truly repenting and have a contrite heart about, about in repenting is turning from sin and believing in the gospel, Mm -hmm. if you, if you're truly repenting, there should be. Uh, you should put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. and there should be some behavior change. Granted, there are some things that will take time to fix, right. like if, especially if, if there's an addiction of any kind. Right. There's going to be new habits and, and stuff you're yeah. going to
1: have to develop. But yeah. absolutely. No, I fully, fully agree with that. And I think, you know, especially having accountability in marriage really is a call to love each other through discipling each other. Um, like you said, I love to help each other just repent and turn from our sin and and believe more in the gospel. So like when I'm sinning, how am I not believing the gospel in this instance? Those are hard dots to connect sometimes. And I feel like you're, I feel like you're very clear. Again, I'm so grateful to God that he gave me you, like that whole verse of what God brought together, let not man separate. God definitely brought you to me because, (coughs) excuse me, anybody who like, I just can't imagine being married to someone else or someone else that was more like me because that would just be awful, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, as funny as it sounds, like, you can... I might get along with that person, but, like, to be married to them would be yeah. awful. It wouldn't be the same it sense of, Yes, because like, you... Yeah. I feel like I can be my full self in front of you and I can bounce ideas and things off of you and even admit my sin. And I know that you're not going to, like, throw it in my face. I know that you'll have a clear head about things. Mm. Uh, most of the time, I'd say like 99.9%. I can, I feel like, no, I'm kidding. I don't feel
0: that way. I feel like you're
1: very (laughs) clear minded and you can set the emotions aside and just be like, this is what's happening. And this is what you need to do and blah. And I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm so glad you're my husband. (laughs)
0: Sometimes. (laughs) Most of the time, most of the time. That's good. But yeah, I want to speak to that because the the verse that you read in Genesis Mm two, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So the idea of a helper fit, for mm. your spouse. So I think what I want to do is really, as as a husband or a spouse, listening to the a husband or a wife listening to this, mm-hmm. know that you are a helper fit for your mm. your, your spouse, and mm-hmm. that God has brought you together. You have made, been made one flesh. I think a few episodes back we talked about kind of the myth of the soulmate. Mm. Your soulmate is not just some person out in the world that you're hopefully <laughs> you will find. <laughs> you didn't miss that person. Like your soulmate is the person you're married to, mm-hmm. and so in that God has made you a helper fit for you, and you have been made as a helper fit for your spouse Mm. and so in that feel free to to love them in this way Mm. to help them Mm. helping is not a it's not an uh it's not a subservient role the holy spirit is our helper is he weaker than us no
1: is he a weaker god is
0: he a weaker god no is he a weaker you know part of the trinity i gotta use my words carefully we're not (laughs) modalists is he a weak weaker person of the triune god no he is not there you go yeah,
1: Not we're triune
0: people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be clear about that. Uh, so, in the same way, in a similar way, in marriage, mm-hmm. I'm I'm your helper, you are my helper, mm. and we're fit for each other. Meaning that I have been given gifts to to speak to you. You like no one else can can soothe my 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 pain, my hurt, my anxieties, and God uses you to do that in a way that no one else can. And I'll and it's just that's the way God designed it. Mm. And so in the as we disciple each other within the grander mission of the great commission within within the purposes of marriage that we've talked about Mm -hmm. this is one aspect of that discipleship and like you said, we don't just want to ask those surfacey questions. We got to get to the heart of it. And then right. we have some questions. We got, again, I got these from reality sports. Well,
1: before you go, jump into this though, too, I just want to say that we need to cultivate weekly rhythms of checking in with each mm, other. That's good. And because we love each other, because we're in this covenant, because we want to know each other, because we want to be able to discern and disciple each other. These are not again, policing questions, right? These mm. are not to, what have you been failing at this week? It's, it's a, it's a check in right. of your heart of where you're at with the Lord, and how we can love each other well through that. Yeah, um,
0: that's good. And, and yeah, so I mean, what would that re- weekly rhythm look like specifically? I feel
1: like weekly and daily, you can just be, you know, how can I be praying for you today? What mm. you know, and if we know each other, we can. I, I know the things you're dealing with, so I can be like, how can I pray for you in this conversation? I know you're supposed to talk to this person today. Like, what are you feeling with that right now? But we can only ask that if we know what what's going mm. on with each other, and we know the struggles that. Our spouse will be having at that moment because we know them and we know um, how they'll they might respond and how they should respond. Mm. Um, you know, then let's. Another question is, let's talk about what we're reading in scripture together. Like if we're gonna yeah. go have a date night or a date day, whatever you you decide to do, that works for your family. Let's let's talk about what we've been reading in scripture. If we haven't been reading scripture shoot let's sit down and read some together and let's talk about it and why haven't we been reading scripture
0: yeah and I think that that gets at it where the, this idea of where are you struggling is mm. another one that you had in there mm-hmm. you almost have to cultivate a language of of b- repenting and believing yeah right and what I mean by that we when when we uh, when when Jesus called us and we responded to him our hearts were taken over by, by him he, we have been bought and paid for by mm-hmm. the blood of Christ that reality is unshakable but we, we refer to these as there's also there's still what we call enemy outposts. Meaning our flesh. Right. They're still behind enemy lines. Right. Or the, the the territory is one. Right. But there's enemy outposts, there's strongholds of of places in my life that I have not repented and believed fully. Right. This gospel, this the truth and the reality of my new identity in Christ. Right. And so you have to cultivate that language around that where mm. I'm just thinking through uh you know, if you're having a day where you're having a hard day, well, why are you? Ha- it's not just a hard day. Why are you having a hard day? Well, because work is getting me down. It's too hard. Why is work getting you down? Well, because really, if I think about it, it's because I have failed at this thing and my identity is so wrapped up in it that I have, that it's owning my emotions right now.
1: I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Right. Sometimes you fail at things and it just sucks to fail.
0: Yeah, but you, but you have a gospel resiliency. It's not that you, it's not that you never, you're not a robot as soon as you're right. saved. But you have this, your but identity it's okay is not be, wrapped up in it.
1: Right. And it's okay to be disappointed. And I think differentiating between, man, this sucks. Today has been rough because I didn't do this the way I wanted to, but I'm still going to just like push through and know that like I'm loved in Christ and share that with my spouse and help have them help me kind of bounce back. That's a good thing. If it's something that <clears throat> I think a good indicator of whether or not something has your identity or whether or not your identity is wrapped up in something is the the time that it might take to bounce back, or if you ever bounce back?
0: Yeah, and so cultivating that language around it is is being able to identify when mm. those periods are happening. Yeah. So, I think a few months back, you and I had the, a moment where I was I was just like, I'm really having a hard time believing God is good. Right. I really I I know that He's good, but I don't believe it. <laughs> right. I, I I'm.
1: It's hard to see right now. I've read
0: enough of the Bible. I've talked enough. I've heard enough of the sermons to know it, but I don't believe it. So mm-hmm. help me yeah. repent of help my unbelief. Right. And that was the, the, the cry of people that would go to Jesus. Lord help my unbelief. Right. And so we going to him still. together. Yes. And so if I text you, or I call you and say, Hey, everything's fine. I still love you. I still love the Lord. I don't believe that God is good. Help me believe that he is good. I know he's good, but I don't believe it. That's okay. Right. And that's true transparency. That's true accountability. Um, and that, and, and there are some questions I think that can kind of root out, um, these in different areas of your life. But I think just cultivating that language is really important. And husbands, I want to talk to husbands specifically is that you can lead in this and you can lead your, your family in creating this culture of How can we help each other repent and believe and root out these enemy outposts Mm. in our hearts as a way of life? Not just I'm going to work on this for the next month or the next week, but as a way of life, even for your kids. Hey, you're having a hard time at school. Mm. I mean, obviously depends on their age, but what's going on at school? Okay, the so-and-so was mean to you. Why why were they mean to you? What's going on in their heart? Maybe. Okay, how can we respond to that in Mm. light of what Christ has done? How mm. can our hearts respond to that? How can we love them mm. even though we don't feel loved by them? Right. And th- that's gospel language. That's gospel, um that's just repent and believe language mm-hmm. that is really important to establish that in the family at, to the end of discipleship and accountability, right?
1: Yep, yep. I so, had a thought, but then I forgot it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh,
0: come back. A dumb and dumber moment.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh. Okay, I remember. um <laughs> uh, yes. When we're just talking about you know, asking those hard questions of saying I'm having a moment of of unbelief and those doubts and kind of an uncomfortable um, tension that's there, I would just encourage you to not be afraid of it because God is big enough to meet our doubts and bring clarity to our fog, right? And so um, Mm. I think that if you're you're sharing that with each other, you're not just sitting there in your own head thinking that, but sharing that with each other, maybe sharing that with um, another couple that you trust um, that can help maybe – open the doors or open the pages of scripture right to help share and bring maybe some light and understanding and then just pressing into god's word but being okay with the uncomfortable tension for a little while because i think that's really where it's like holes kind of get dug and the bigger the hole like the more that god's able to fill it in Mm. some ways so that's just a little nugget there i was thinking about that that's good (laughs) and
0: and So by, by having this language, it gives each other the opportunity to help fill those holes with truth that's rooted in scripture.
1: Right. And having doubt isn't, isn't like renouncing your faith. having doubt is saying, I know that. It's
0: called fighting for your faith. Yes. Yes. With fear and trembling. Thank you. And wanting to get it and wanting to get it nailed down because you're fighting for something. And, um, one really clear instance is if I come to you and say, you know what, everything's good, but I don't have any peace right now. Mm. Something's my, my heart is not still. Right. my heart is restless and we have can peace. kind of go through and you can say you can say Ryan John 14 my <clears> peace <throat> I give you my peace I leave with you not as the world gives give I unto you mm. let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid let so not as the world gives so your this peace is yours and you mm. can sit there and say this is yours you don't have to feel it to, to believe and know yeah. it's there and you can trust and you know what at the end of the day, our hope is not here, yeah. our, here now. It's there and then. It's an eternity. That's why this life is fleeting. It's a vapor. Mm. And so you can go through all these things, and all of a sudden, my faith is being built up and stirred by by you, my clo- the, the person who has the the direct line to my heart. Mm. And so, as a spouse, you not only have an, a, call, a call to disciple and and ask these accountability questions, mm-hmm. but you also but you have a unique role to play that only you can play as a spouse. Like encourage your spouse like right. no one can because no one can encourage them like you can, mm-hmm. right? So go use team. <laughs> go team. <laughs> so use that use that role that in their heart that direct those direct line to their heart to speak life and not death and to speak faith and not doubt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have some accountability questions and these again come directly from our friends at Reality Sports. Mm-hmm. They're a local nonprofit, but they're doing awesome things. I, I just want to put this plug in there. Go to realitysports.org to find out what they're doing, but total discipleship machines, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just love how they do this. So these are not our questions, so but I asked Josh if I could borrow them and, and share them with you
1: because they um, so they they so much
0: they get to the heart of it.
1: Get to the heart yes. of it, and are great questions for any marriage to go through. I think,
0: and this I feel like is true accountability. Again, it's not just about did you look at dirty pictures, right? It's not that the policing could, and the law, but that will come out yes. with these questions too. Yes, and that's why. Cause it's so easy to skirt around those types of questions, but these questions get to the heart of it. So the, the first title one, yeah. of
1: these questions I thought was just so right on is cultivating gospel motivations. I was like, Oh, mic drop. There it is. Yep. So good.
0: So first question f- the first one is what do you desire more than anything else?
1: Hmm.
0: What do you desire more than anything else? I feel like
1: we would have a conversation about just that question for like a whole date night. Uh huh.
0: And you honestly to pick one or two of these yeah. and, and that can be your, your accountability for the day of the week. But I mean, if I just am honest about that, like I honestly, what do I desire more than anything else? I desire ease and comfort <laughs> like, and I need to check that part. That that's wrong. That's a
1: wrong desire. I think my head and my heart say different things. Yeah, different exactly. Times. I ultimately like, I want Jesus. I want more of, of God and I want to know him so much more and experience him. But then when, like, the going gets tough in in those moments, I don't, you know, what do I really desire? I desire not to be hungry. I desire not to be tired. I desire energy. Right. Right. And so I think it's important when, is it Psalm 37? Like, uh, the Lord give you the desire. What is it? <laughs> I can't think of it. It's the <laughs> easiest one. Trusting the
0: Lord with all your heart. Yes. And-
1: lead not on your understanding, but nope. <laughs> yep. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will... Set no. your path straight. <laughs> no, he will be the, give you the desire. Gosh, I can't think of it. Yeah. But it talks about when God will give you the desires of your heart, and it's, it's God placing those desires in us, right? And yeah. so I think that's what is this question really dissects where you're at, right, as far as what is your desire? Is it a God-given desire or is it a Selena-given desire, <laughs> a selfish desire, Well, and the right? next
0: question I think gets even it, it helps you get down that path, and it's what do you find yourself daydreaming or fantasizing about? Right. So for a lot of couples, it's like, oh, that next house you want to buy, or that, or that, (laughs) that number that your savings account will get to,
1: or I feel like mine are so silly,
0: (laughs) or like that car that you want to get, or what are yours? Because I want to hear some silly like
1: having normal assimilated children. (laughs) Because we we homeschool, and I'm just like, oh, I just hope my kids are super smart and like get along with people (laughs) when they grow up and they're not just like
0: weirdos. (laughs)
1: Yes, living alone down in the river. Down in the van by the river, down kind by, of
0: thing. In the, <laughs> living in a van down by the river. Yeah,
1: but you know, it's, yeah. it sounds silly, but it's just it comes from my fears. I think.
0: Yeah, totally. I, and I think we all have those kind of silly things, those silly fears, or the silly is it kind a of desires. Silly
1: fear, I guess it is kind of
0: not wanting your kids to turn out like weirdos. <laughs> i think that's an okay thing to be conscious of
1: but does every parent think that or is you know it just what? the ones that homeschool their kids
0: <laughs> you know i think every kid every right parent now, worries that their kid's gonna be a weirdo and on I, some level. i
1: don't know everybody asks are you gonna homeschool the whole year i'm like i don't know we're taking it one year at a time people <laughs> yeah. i don't know <laughs> my god no i just know that today this is what we've decided
0: what you don't have a plan for the next 18 years no. of your life what no
1: what okay uh. Okay, so the first question was, "What do you desire more than anything else?" The second question is, "What do you find yourself daydreaming or fantasizing about?" There's, mm. there's ten questions I counted. Do you think we should go through all ten?
0: Yeah, we'll go through them quickly. Okay. Um. So, what what lies do you subtly believe that undermine the truth of the gospel? Those ones
1: might be hard to devote, divul- like really dig into, because I-
0: you kind of got to have that on the top of mind. So when a yes. lie comes, you know this is a lie.
1: Or you have somebody that really will. S- will challenge you in that, like your spouse that says, I would challenge you in this because God's word says this. And I think mm. you might be believing a lie here.
0: Yeah. Like, one that comes to mind is, you know, I'm just really worried about, uh, you know, we're not saving enough. I, I'm i I'm a husband. So I think about finances and houses. <laughs> and, and sex. All that. Just kidding. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> offensive. <laughs> That was offensive.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm just you kidding. surfing and offending yes. today? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's <laughs> just hot or cold over you here. You need
0: to read Colossians. <laughs> it says, Wives, submit, submit to your husbands as fitting unto the Lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm going to say it to you
1: like Submit. That's, um, That's a very domineering spirit that the Lord talks okay, about. Okay, yeah, whatever. Your wives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People know that I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like a life, a a lie that I might believe would be like, oh, we're not saving enough. Well, okay. Is your security in your bank account or is your security in Christ or in your retirement or where is it? And here's what the Bible says about that. Mm. He says that he'll provide for us and that, you know, we're in the world, but not of it. Meaning Mm. that we're not to just rely on every construct and everything that's, God makes the wisdom of the world seem foolish, right? And the Mm. foolishness of the world seems wise. So there's ways to kind of see, as long as you kind of know that. Here's what I'm struggling with. Okay, what is that lie? Yeah, what are the
1: lies that I'm believing? Um,
0: This one's troubling. You want to read that one? (laughs) You should read it. I should. You need it. You need it. Read it because you need it. I'm going to say
1: it. How has technology interrupted your communion with God, if at all? Tell me, Ryan. How has it interrupted your communion with God? Actually, I will say that technology has helped me because I've started listening to the the Bible audibly. Audibly. my goodness. Audibly, this is what sickness does to me, people. Just <laughs> lack of words. All right. Um, and it's been very helpful and challenging to me to hear it being read to me because I it's just a different format. And I'm doing a chronological study, so it's really helpful. Um, and I feel like I get through it faster. But mm. it's also... It prompting my mind to, to hmm. think about different things. So I would say right now, technology has helped me. Although, when you've been on social media or watching shows uh, longer than you've read your Bible, or if you haven't even read your Bible that day, right? We can always think of the excuses, and I'm just, that is my, that is a struggle. That is a struggle.
0: Yeah, because it's easy to veg out. It's hard to actually, like, read something. Yeah, but and even, that's my struggle, it's always worth
1: it, though. That's, to me, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's always worth reading the Bible,
0: my Here's it's my struggle It's hard to do sometimes
1: But it's always worth it like ready working for bed. out
0: We're getting ready for bed Trying to go to sleep It's like <sighs> Should I read the Bible? Well I'm just gonna go to sleep And forget it anyway I should just <laughs> I'll just watch this stupid show That I don't actually care about and See it'll...
1: we need to order our days better
0: Yeah well that's why You gotta read it first thing That's for me I gotta I got to get in God's word first thing And let mm. that be top of mind Throughout the day Right But technology will interrupt it Because technology is always Pinging and dinging And asking for your attention <laughs> What? <Wolf>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Send me a wolf. That's the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So the next question is: How is your work a source of significance? And I'm guessing I think that...
1: that's probably a big struggle for for us or for you. Oh yeah, of course. I think my work is different. I, I it's so funny because I fierce marriage is such a big part of who we are, but like I don't. It's not my day to day. It is. I jump in and I jump out like here and there, but it's not.
0: You're like the you're like the celebrity pastor in the Escalade. I'm not.
1: Nice. You're just getting
0: just getting carted in. No. On a on a helicopter, just swoop in, <laughs> preach your message, do the podcast, and then swoop out of yes, there. In my Leave all the pastoral work to me. All, <laughs> all right, <the>
1: shepherding <laughs> all the shepherding. No, but I, it's because I'm taking care of the kids and we're doing school and we're. You're you Creflo
0: Dollar. You're Creflo Dollar. <laughs> of the fierce Marriage no but podcast. my
1: my work <laughs> and my role as like mother and educator can very much i can draw a lot of significance from that right, right? right. and my identity can come from that and my security <laughs> yeah. and i what just, are you laughing it at it's not to, a good time to <laughs> laugh. sorry
0: it occurred to me i'm the creflo dollar of our family
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> because i just swoop in and i'm like buying the kids candy and and yummy yeah traits. i wasn't
1: feeling good yesterday and i was like can you just get some ritz crackers and like a twix bar <laughs> that was like the only thing that sounded good and he comes home with like four bags of chocolate candy he's it was like,
0: easter candy it's delicious right
1: and easter's not for like a few weeks he's like i'm sure we'll just we got to get it. i'm preparing the way yeah, right i'm all like right. this is not even gonna last and last night you ate like all of the crispy M&Ms. okay don't judge me <laughs> it's like king size share me bag this is a problem <laughs> he did not share see this is
0: why we're having accountability conversation <laughs> Why would you just throw me under <laughs> <of> the bus <laughs> like that? They're crispy m They're so good.
1: Uh, oh, it's okay, man. I love you. You're not a helper I just right think
0: now. You're, <laughs> you're my usurper.
1: I love it. Anyway. I just think you're so funny. You have such a sweet tooth that is just, it's so cute, and I love it.
0: Uh, you have a sour tooth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just don't try to, Don't try here. to win your way back,
0: all right? It's over. You've lost ground. <laughs> Uh, all right so all right. i got what i wanted uh, what is, okay next question what fears keep you from resting in christ i think that's that that's pretty much everything we already talked about right yeah. um secondly when people s- or next question when you see how you when people see how you spend money do they conclude that god is a priceless treasure exceedingly valuable above all worldly goods oh no, shoot oh snap mm-hmm. and i don't even know how i'd answer that question that would take some thought um but for sure, you know, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also is what that's getting getting yeah. at. And I look at, you know, how are we saving and spending versus giving and, and sacrificing in our financial lives? And how am I doing that personally?
1: Well, and then I think of silly things like brands versus quality, right? There's a lot of brands out there mm. that have poor quality. But there are brands out there that have really good quality. And I maybe it's yeah. like invest in a pair of boots for the next four years and spend some money on that is that a bad thing and darn it it has that brand tag on it right like so it's like you're not trying to uh, you
0: have to discern and be yeah, yeah I'm not trying to be like
1: flashy but i I'm, I'm a very like functional and if I find something that I like I want it to just last forever and ever and ever and ever I okay. don't like buying new things yesterday
0: along with the Ritz crackers and the <laughs> milk and the chocolate you sent me to the store for you asked me to get ketchup yes and I came home I was like I got the crappy ketchup deal with it
1: <laughs> that's what I said because <laughs> it
0: was like Heinz ketchup was like five dollars and 65 cents or whatever <laughs> and this like store brand it's was a dollar 30 and I'm like <laughs> it's got to be pretty close to the same thing for like way less money so
1: it's probably tastes the same. I don't yeah. know. We don't. It Someone saw while. me
0: reach for that ketchup and said, "You know what? He treasures the Lord."
1: <laughs> he treasures the Lord.
0: <laughs> so he skipped right over the Heinz. Or he's my, a cheapskate. Right...
1: No I'm <laughs> or, kidding. <laughs> he's a cheapskate.
0: Frugal. The word is frugal. all right? Uh, all right. The next
1: question. <laughs> you're stewarding what? The lack? No. Stewarding what would you finances. steward in that? Like, there's just different ingredients versus there's all fruit pretty much the same everything. It's pretty much
0: vinegar tomatoes and sugar fruit
1: yeah anyways Fruited. we're getting off on the tangent bring it back no more ketchup. next question this is the seventh question of 10 um, is your use of leisure time or devotion to a hobby or how you speak of your spouse the sort that persuades others that your heart is content with what God is for you in Christ oh, sorry. I'm sorry reading that
0: does it okay trying to so understand it is your use of leisure time or devotion to a hobby, how you speak of your spouse, the sort that persuades others that your heart is content with Christ, basically? Okay. Yeah. I mean.
1: I hope so. That's a not know a deep if it always is. Um,
0: I think you can, again, these are to kind of mine for those heart right. orientations that need to be reoriented on Jesus. Right. Those enemy outposts that maybe you're believing a lie, those sorts of things.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, the next one. Run. I don't want to go too much longer. Uh, when people observe your relationship with others, are they alerted to the power of Christ's forgiveness in your own life that alone accounts for your forgiveness of them? In other words, are you blessing Mm -hmm. those who may be against you in some way or blessing people that uh, may not be so closely tied into you? So um, basically, are you testifying to the goodness of God and and His forgiveness and how you are forgiving and loving others?
1: Right. Because I think it's easy for us to get frustrated with somebody and then just write them off Mm. and not say you know what i bet they're dealing with something really hard i bet there's something going on in their life mm-hmm. and they're really struggling and they just took it out on me cuz i was the biggest target so anyways that's what i that's been my god's been transforming my heart to deal with because yeah. i can be very angry and frustrated easily that's a
0: good question too with how you deal with each other because if yeah. you're if you're coming from a self righteous standpoint and like at,
1: you do all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this will be the last episode of the fierce marriage podcast <laughs> i am done i'm done all right, I need counseling. This
1: is a call for help. This is a cry for
0: help. Nine seven one three three three. call me. I'll answer.
1: I love you. Sorry. Anyway,
0: so what I'm saying is that when you love when you love your spouse from a place of security in Christ you're not going to hold their sin against them as a moral affront to you as a person. You're going to say, I love you. God has forgiven me. Let me show you how he's forgiven you in Mm. this way. And how can we work together in this? Mm. Obviously you have to time it well and have good tone and you can't be oblivious to how like empathy and those sorts of
1: things. Take some spiritual maturity and stuff.
0: Yeah. Final question. We'll, We'll gloss right over this one is how has your heart been inclined to promote unity in the body of Christ? Um, and so that that's a good one, especially if you feel like gossip, gossip is a thing mm. and Complaining. You, you tend to complain and be gossipy about things as yeah. a husband or a wife. Um, you can ask that question and hopefully it'll, and Josh was saying, it's like usually when he sits down with somebody he's discipling, he'll sit down with this list of questions and he'll say, I'm not going to ask you all these. Pick one that you hope I don't ask you. <laughs> Pick the one you hope I don't ask you. You're praying that I don't ask you. And, and he said, you know, guys, they want to be asked that hard question. And so he ha- makes them pick the hard question, and then he'll ask them, and then they talk about it, and the conversation evolves. Um, uh, on that final note of promoting unity, so those are the kind of the basic ones. There's some more that are all about that are— there's four questions that are geared toward actually cultivating disciplership, right? So who who are we actually ministering to? Who are we currently mentoring and discipling? And what are we actively doing to guide them in the fundamentals of the faith? These types of questions. And not to go through those, but just as a couple, you can be asking, okay, are you discipling a young woman? I'm asking you as my wife, are mm-hmm. you discipling any young ladies? If so, how are you discipling them? Okay, how can we grow in that? How can mm-hmm. we grow in that? So again, this is accountability to much more than just kind of the surface behavior answering stuff. The
1: questions, right? But
0: it's how are you actually living out the gospel from your heart out? So good. From your heart out. So, so
1: good. Yeah, I think, um, and one thing lastly that you mentioned about the just a, a picture, a word picture sort of of what discipleship looks like. It's I, we, you, right? Hmm. So
0: Yeah, so uh well this is more of like a, if you're mentoring a young guy or a young gal right. I guess not necessarily like do, from marriage. Do, do.
1: But I think as a couple um that would be I would want to be discipled and mentored this way or I would want to disciple and mentor this way to another couple. Like right. have somebody do so
0: they're teaching you how to how to pray, how to read scripture, how to ask these accountability questions. Right. And it's the I do, you do, we do, like you just said. So I'll do it, and you watch, then we do it together, and then now you do it with someone else. Right. That's the methodology mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. discipling disciple, disciplers.
1: Right. And, I mean, you can apply that to your kids. I think that, I mean, I think we can do that together, too, because there's things mm-hmm. that you learn that I'm like, I want to watch you so that we can do this together or something. Or, you know, there's things that I learn, and how to usurp really well. Yeah. Maybe you'll learn. Is Uh it usurping if you do it too? I mean. I don't know.
0: I don't do that sort of thing.
1: (laughs) So the couples conversation challenge would, uh, I would say go through some of these questions that you heard. We'll try to post them in the notes and just talk about them and talk about how you guys can cultivate um, more accountability uh, with each other out of the spirit of, again, discipleship and loving each other. Um, and bearing with one another in love. And how can we not just ask the questions to change the behavior, but how can we ask the questions from a place of love so that the heart is really being attacked sort of in, in the best of ways.
0: Right. Attacked, probably the wrong word. Yeah. Addressed. Addressed. The heart is being addressed,
1: not attacked. <sighs> Telling you.
0: You know what? You're reaping what you sow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Anyway, I think we don't have time to go through a question. I think we're going to do a, a Q&A episode in the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah,
1: we've got a lot of questions. We've
0: had a lot of questions. You guys, don't don't worry. Keep writing questions in. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast or text in or call in 971-333-1120. At some point, we're going to go through and kind of aggregate those into different themes and hopefully um, bring some scripture, bring light, um, some some of God's truth to those questions Mm -hmm. in the coming weeks. Um, As a reminder, subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe. (laughs) Dang it. No, I'm doing it. Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah, subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and share this podcast if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you tell your friends. Tell somebody if it's helped you. Um, Again, hit that rating if you feel compelled, and leave a review. That would mean a lot. If you feel compelled to be a partner with Fierce Marriage, we would love to have you. We have some fun conversations. Um, Some accountability happens in there. Mm -hmm. The last couple week, couple weeks ago, I I wrote in asking for prayer because we're writing this book, and I just have I, I needed to step out in faith and ask the community for prayer. And it was amazing how they just kind of the loving prayers that people, I could feel it actually that day hit a huge stride in terms of writing just like immediately. And it was so humbling to know that I I can't do it on my own, that I need God and I need his people to help, help us write these, these books. So if you want to partner with us, we would love that nine, seven, or I'm sorry, fierce (laughs) marriage. Dang it. (laughs) Go to com slash fierce marriage. You're just watching this train wreck happen, aren't you? (laughs) Just sitting back, eating bonbons. Anyway, Fierce... Twix (sighs) bars. Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage.
1: Do you want me to pray? (sighs) Can you? Can I pray for you? Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) God, thank you so much for this time. And we pray for... I pray for my husband that you would help him... I mean it in all sincerity. Just help I don't him feel the love. Help him, no. <laughs> like he... God, help him to be cle- clear in his mind and help him to know that he's loved and I love that he can make me laugh and we can just laugh together. That is such a gift. I pray for all the uh, people listening, the uh, people that are married or getting married, that you would just um, continue to be a foundation for them, Lord. I pray that if you are not, that you would become the foundation for them. Help us to really understand the truths of you and what accountability looks like and the spirit of it and how we can um, really love each other well. And these are opportunities for us to show your love to each other. Uh, in your name, amen.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening through. I hope this episode was helpful to you. Remember, accountability is so much more than I think we often will believe. And it is a crucial part of a crucial piece of discipleship within your marriage and, um, without uh, outwardly from your marriage, I should say. So anyway, hope this blessed you. And I think this episode is
1: in the can. All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in about seven days until then stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the fierce marriage podcast.